Hi there, you're listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Terry, and this season of the Unabridged Podcast is the Terror in the Sky series. This is an unforgettable, fast-paced collection of six novellas that tell you the story of what happens when multiple strangers board a doomed flight. I hope that you enjoy this episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 16 Flight 219 Even though Meredith hadn't been able to hear the entire exchange between Bradley and his next victim, the loud and confident voice from the back of the cabin now carried over every other sound in the plane. Let her go! Meredith's breath caught in her throat when she recognized the voice of the speaker. I said let her go! Grandma Lucy was out of her seat now. Meredith forgot any of her former resolve, forgot that she was supposed to focus on the child beside her, forgot that she was supposed to keep her eyes closed. She remained twisted around in her seat and stared, transfixed, a hint or maybe an echo of the same sense of power she'd experienced when Grandma Lucy prayed over her in the airport gate, now flying somewhere overhead in the cabin. If she could focus her attention just a little more, she could grab hold of it, keep some of that peace and conviction for herself. Sit down, Grandma Lucy ordered the young woman, who only a moment before had been staring at the end of Bradley's gun. The passenger didn't move. Sit down, child, Grandma Lucy told her again, her voice gentler this time. Grandma Lucy turned her attention to Bradley. If you need a victim that badly, young man, take me. You? Bradley scoffed. You're nothing but a shriveled up old woman. You're exactly right. Grandma Lucy straightened her back. Even though she couldn't have been more than five feet tall, Meredith could have sworn the old woman was staring down at the hijacker. That's why if you want to kill someone, you kill me instead. Let that poor girl go. Can't you see how terrified she is? Bradley didn't take his eyes off Grandma Lucy. Neither did Meredith. Her assailant stood at least a full foot taller than she was, yet Grandma Lucy managed to convey the impression that she towered over him. If you're so determined to take another life today, I'm more than ready to meet my maker. One could say you'd be doing me a favor. Bradley sneered. Meredith couldn't stop staring at Grandma Lucy. Was the old woman growing taller by the second? There was a moment of hesitation, a pause. Was Bradley considering? And then he raised the gun to Grandma Lucy. No, Meredith wanted to scream. No, but she couldn't find the words, couldn't even pray for the old woman. All she could do was watch. Before you shoot me, I have one small favor. Grandma Lucy's voice hadn't yet wavered once. How did she manage to sound so calm? She tilted her chin up, glared at Bradley. 
What is it? he asked. And whatever it was Grandma Lucy demanded of him, Meredith believed he would comply with her request. How could he do anything but? I want to pray for you. He scoffed again, and Grandma Lucy silenced him with a stern glare. You will let me pray for you, and then you can do whatever you want with me. Pray for him? What was she doing? What was she saying? What was this? Did Grandma Lucy mean to stall him? Was someone going to sneak up and grab Bradley from behind, tackle him to the ground while his attention was on this little old prayer warrior? No, nobody in the cabin was moving. If Meredith could have guessed, she would have said nobody in the cabin could move, not in the face of such conviction, such boldness. The confidence that exuded from Grandma Lucy's entire being was nothing short of divine, nothing short of miraculous. Who was this old woman? An angel, maybe? Meredith recalled the warmth of her touch when Grandma Lucy had grabbed her by the hand to pray for her at their gate. Not an angel. Then what? And how in the world could Meredith call herself a Christian leader when she knew with certainty she'd never possess the undying faith that Grandma Lucy displayed with every defiant tilt of her head, every confident demand? Grandma Lucy didn't wait for Bradley's permission. She lifted her hand up toward heaven and began to pray. Meredith held her breath. Any criminal in his right mind would shoot the old woman right now. He'd already killed before and was prepared to do it again. How hard could it be? And yet Meredith knew, just as certainly as she knew that if the plane's engines malfunctioned, she and everyone on board would plummet to their deaths, that Grandma Lucy was safe. In the past, Meredith had prayed for God to shield other believers from harm, to put up a hedge of protection around them. Now, she was half certain that if she were to walk up to where Grandma Lucy stood and reach out her arm, she'd find Grandma Lucy surrounded by an impenetrable wall of divine power. Grandma Lucy's prayer for Bradley was just as passionate, just as powerful as her prayer for Meredith at the gate. Father God, Savior of the world, our Creator, Healer, and Friend, I pray for this young man. I pray for all the hurts he's carrying around, Lord, all the confusion, all the pain and fear. I pray for your sweet and holy spirit to minister to his yearning soul. God, show him that you are the way and the truth and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through your Son. I pray that every sin this young man here has ever committed would be forgiven on account of the blood shed for him when you sent your Son Jesus to die on the cross to take his place to carry the punishment for his transgressions. Lord, you alone can forgive sins. You alone can take the pain that this man is feeling and turn it into something beautiful, something glorious. And so I ask you to minister to his soul today, Father. Show him that salvation isn't found in guns or terrorism or fear. 
Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. This is what we believe, and this is what we proclaim. Stop! That's enough, Bradley growled. The gun in his hand trembled as he took closer aim at Grandma Lucy's forehead. The spell was broken. Bradley pulled the trigger. Meredith closed her eyes. Chapter 17 Logan Airport Sitting in the airport gate, Meredith's whole body chilled at the strange ending to Grandma Lucy's prayer. Let this cup of trouble pass, or we will all be lost. What was that supposed to mean? Had God told Grandma Lucy about Meredith and her meeting with the board of directors? Had yesterday's board meeting been this so-called cup of trouble? And what about the last part? All will be lost. Where was the hope, the conviction that had resounded so majestically in Grandma Lucy's words just moments earlier? Meredith's phone rang. At first, she wasn't going to answer, but Grandma Lucy's bizarre, piercing gaze made her uncomfortable. Meredith stood up, thankful for a reason to excuse herself. What had started as a monumental spiritual revelation had just as quickly and inexplicably morphed into one of Meredith's most awkward airport encounters to date. She glanced at the caller ID, then wheeled her carry-on a few steps away so she could have a little privacy to talk. Hi, Connor. Ordinarily, Meredith would have wondered why he was calling her so shortly after they had just spoken, but after meeting Grandma Lucy, she doubted much more could surprise her today. Hey. His voice sounded unsure, uncertain, so different than the power, the divine confidence that infused Grandma Lucy's words a few minutes earlier. Meredith glanced back at the old woman, who was bent over in her chair now as if in silent, tormented prayer. She looked away. No reason to focus on Grandma Lucy right now. Meredith didn't know why Connor was calling her, but figured whatever it was deserved her attention more than an eccentric old woman waiting at an airport gate. Connor cleared his throat. So, I wanted to talk to you about something. Meredith had figured as much when she saw his name land on her caller ID and waited for more. But what? A slight cough. What was Connor trying to say? Listen, he finally managed to get out. I don't know if you've been paying much attention to the weather. I know you've had other things on your mind. His voice trailed off, awkward, embarrassed. Meredith continued to wait. And maybe I'm the last person you want to hear this from? Oh, great. Meredith gripped her cell. Was this the part where he confessed that he was the tie-breaking vote that got her fired? Was he calling to ask her forgiveness, to absolve his guilt? I'm really not sure you should be flying today. The Grand Rapid Airport's closed. I've rerouted to Detroit, she interrupted. Meredith had no idea why Connor was so concerned about the weather in the Midwest right now, but at least she didn't have to talk about that final meeting with the Living Grace directors. We'll be boarding in just a few minutes, she told him, glancing at the time. It's fine. 
How are you getting from Detroit back home? He asked. The roads are all shutting down. It's a mess out there. Meredith rolled her eyes. Had it been so long since Connor moved east that he forgot how efficient Michiganders were at weathering a little snow? I'm sure it'll be fine. Should she be touched that he was concerned for her, or annoyed that even now a member of the board of directors was trying to give her orders, telling her what to do? Meredith hadn't realized until now how many years she'd spent afraid to make any major decision. She'd gotten into the habit of calculating each step with how much mental energy it would take to get the directors to agree. How many ideas had she conceived in prayer times that she immediately discarded because she knew the board would never approve? She was free from all that now. Connor and the others made that very clear at yesterday's meeting. She didn't have to submit to them anymore, didn't have to weigh every decision she made against the group's opinion. The gate attendant made an announcement. Listen, Meredith said, ready to wrap up this call. I've got to go. We're just about ready to board. I still don't think you should get on that flight. It doesn't seem safe. Another announcement. Could Connor hear that on his end of the line? They're calling us now, Meredith told him. Thanks for checking in, but I've got to go. Meredith, wait. She ended the call, but continued to stare at Connor's name on her screen. What had that been all about? Flight 219 to Detroit, now boarding. Meredith took in a deep breath, finally decided that Connor's concern for her safety was probably remnant guilt for what happened at the Living Grace board meeting yesterday. It was kind of him to be concerned, but a classic case of too little, too late. Meredith gripped the handle on her carry-on. She had a flight to catch. Chapter 18 Flight 219 Silence. Meredith's ears strained for the deafening burst of Bradley's bullet, for the sound of Grandma Lucy's body hitting the cabin floor with a thud. Instead, nothing. His gun doesn't work, a passenger shouted. Screams, chaos, a young man with broad shoulders leaped up, Two others joined him, tackling Bradley to the ground. The mother in the seat beside her screamed. Meredith focused her attention on West, wrapping him and his mother up in a bear hug so tight it was impossible to know if it was simply Meredith's body quivering or if they were all trembling in unison. Dear Jesus, she prayed out loud, please keep us safe, please keep us safe, please keep us safe. There was nothing more she could say. Nothing more she could hope for. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Her whole body tensed. Each second, she expected to hear the sound of gunfire, the dying screams of Bradley's next victim. Each second, she wondered if the hijacker was making his way up the aisle closer to her, closer to the young family Meredith promised herself to protect. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. There was no other prayer appropriate for a time like this. 
Meredith might have led one of the country's most popular series of Bible studies for Christian women, but right now, her prayer was no more eloquent than everyone else's on this flight. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. West was crying, whimpering softly into his mother's chest. Meredith grabbed his hand and tightened her grip around them both. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Screams behind her. Terror in the cabin. It was impossible to tell who was yelling out of fear and who was hurt. Don't turn around, Meredith told herself. All her energy was focused on the young mother beside her and her crying little boy, protecting them, shielding them. Someone cursing, Bradley's angry yell. Don't turn around. Meredith's heart pounded in her throat, and she in turn could feel the hummingbird wings fluttering in the little boy's chest, pressed up against her. Keep us safe, keep us safe, keep us safe, she continued to pray. And Meredith kept her eyes squeezed shut. Thanks for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been the Terror in the Sky series written by me, Alana Terry, and narrated by Becky Dowdy. If you want to listen to or read this entire series without interruptions, you can look for the Terror in the Sky series by Alana Terry wherever you shop for ebooks, paperbacks, or audiobooks.